Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on SelfDiscoveryMedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful repeat guest is Denise Shard. We had a wonderful conversation last year about her book, Poetry That Speaks to the Soul and Awakens the Spirit, Illuminate. And, you know, we really dug deep down in that show and and it was really very beautiful and it is about the working awakening and she's you know 15 years um, she's owned personal personal training studio where she was unknowingly using her gift to sense out what was not functioning properly in her clients bodies and correcting it with exercise and during that time she became a certified life coach she has studied reiki She's at Reiki Level 1 certification, yoga instructor. Um, she's a, a, a Rishikesha, <laughs> yoga in Rishikesha, India. And uh, she's really immersed herself in you know, all of the teachings. And those teachings have brought her about not only to that beautiful book, but to our topic today, today, which is living from the heart instead of the mind. It's the journey a descent from the mind to the heart. What do we mean by that? Well, we all know this is the noggin that has the data. It has knowledge, but if you don't have the wisdom from the heart and soul on how to use that knowledge, all you're doing is running around with what ifs. And so how do we shut the mind off and listen to the heart and the soul and choose positive living? Uh, well, Denise, we've got a work cut out of us for today. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, love? I'm doing well. And this is, um, I spontaneously chose this topic today because this is, uh, has been my journey, mm -hmm. my experience in 2019 up until now. And we, you know, we talk about the awakening, which, which is just becoming aware yeah. that we are unaware. Where? Yeah. And yeah. then when we talk about, when I talk about the actual transformation, it is the death of the ego, the ego mm. crime. Bye ego. <laughs> Bye ego. And, and the journey, and um, I am writing my second book right now. I'm almost done. Good, good, um, good. And this, this piece happens to be, uh, it's my memoir of, of my life. But also in writing that, it's a, it's a way for me to understand my own process, mm -hmm. uh, my own journey of, of, of the things that happened and not only why, but what they were for. Yeah. And what I was writing about is so, and I think this really applies to the world today. Um, you know, really up until probably four years ago, I really didn't understand the distinguish between the external world yeah. and the material world, which is the system which, which we have been living in that has been keeping us suppressed from our heart's true desires. Yes. 
And what I was writing about is the ego is the one that's addicted to this material world, this identity of being successful and wealthy and having and getting, and that's not what the heart is about. And in this chapter, as I was writing, my heart was calling me for so long. And during this time in my life, um, when I was letting go of the material world, from letting go, but, and I think the, the letting go of the mind comes in increments. Yes. It's not something that just happens. But incrementally, this was probably the largest shift was recognizing that I was not my things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was in what was going on inside of my head as I was deconstructing. What do you mean mm-hmm. I'm not this role I play as a personal trainer or successful business owner? What do you mean these material things don't really matter? And I knew that I didn't want this thing, these material things in my life at the time. And I was watching my mind freak me out <laughs> because I would go home every night and I would sit in my heart center and my heart would say, be patient. Yeah. Wait. Mm-hmm. And then I would go back out into that external world and I'd be back up in the head, freaked out. What do you mean I have to wait? What do you mean I have to wait? Yeah. Um, and slowly, what I recognized is that I was following my heart. Mm-hmm. And my ego mind knew it. Yes. Surrender. And it would freak out. Mm-hmm. You know, as every time I got closer and closer to the surrender. Mm-hmm. So here we are four years later, and the surrendering was happening a little by little by little as I dismantled my illusion that this material world was all there was, this external world. And with, with what has been provided is, is that the internal world is our own unique universe mm-hmm. which is located in the heart. Yes. And that's what we're creating right now is this new world, meaning we are coming inward. And now we get to decide what we want in our world. And we and now as we begin to awaken to our, our train of thinking and what that does to us, we as soon as the thought comes in, because the thoughts are still going to come. Oh, yeah, you can't. They slow and diminish, but they're still going to be there. It's, it's natural reactionary of the human self, right? <laughs> exactly. But you, you are aware of it right when it happens. Yeah. And you can choose in that moment. Oh, I'm not in my heart center. I'm in my, that's my head. That's not me. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, really what I, I discovered was that for most of my life, I believed I was my mind. That's who I was. Well, that was the expectation, the, the intellectualism. You know, you were governed by you know, the intellect of your mind, which then equaled the success that you had in life. And, and that was your self-importance. And 
we've realized that when you connect with the heart and soul, the spirit ignites and the self-importance of the ego, of the expectation no longer matters. It's, it's not the forefront. It's not the driver in the seat. The heart and soul is. And then you actually understand what the mind needs to know when the mind needs to know it. Because it, you know, it, the wisdom understands how to use the knowledge. Right? But we've been trained so much that the intellectualism of our mind and all the PhDs and the DBDs and the blah, 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 or, or, you know, it sets our importance of who we are. And no, that is what you've accomplished. But if you don't know how to use it, you're not using it in your truth. And, and self-mastery mm. is the mastering of the mind, meaning yep. the understanding of what the mind's for. Yes. I mean, it's, I can't, I'm unable to do my um, intuitive energy healing without my mind. Mm -hmm. It's telling you. Your intuition is telling your mind what it needs to do in this moment. But it's not mind first. No, no. And the mind always wants to come first. And, and what I started to discover is that the soul is connected to the ego mind. And in our psyche, you know, all of our healing work is in the psyche, in the soul, in the mind. And when I'm saying descent, it's the soul coming down from living from the mind and joining the spirit at the heart. The soul cannot speak through a closed heart. And it the cannot, soul, yes. It, oh. it has to have an open heart in order for the soul to be heard, for the spirit to be ignited, for the mind to be opened. So if your heart is all closed up, you're not going to receive that divine wisdom. And you're going to be going around like a treadmill constantly on the, in the mind. But when you open up that heart and the soul can come in and ignite that spirit, then the mind, again, the clarity of understanding what that knowledge is there is so important. But mm -hmm. you have to open that heart. And that was the experiences with, um, with the teacher from India. Mm, yes. That that was, you know, I look at every relationship as a teach as a student teacher experience, you know, as you and I are having this conversation today, we are igniting each other and planting seeds in each other. And we will yet to know what they are, maybe tomorrow, maybe yeah. next week. Yeah. But but uh, that's what I see more and more and of understanding is that this is how we are meant yeah. to come together and and teach and learn it's it's not uh, um, about me paying you and you paying me to do something for me right exactly it's it's about just us coming together on this in this heart space we are helping each other in ways we don't even know in a synergy in a harmony that ignites us that allows us and you know we don't know whose growth is important in that moment Right. Uh, you know, the the reason why the orchestra has a soloist, because that soloist is the lead in that particular number. And then it might be the triangle 
is the most important or the drums or the the bass or whatever else that might be the conductor you know the leader in the next number and that's the thing is that everybody's vying because we've been conditioned to we've got to be the soloist to be important that orchestra is not an orchestra it's not a harmonious orchestra without everybody being in sync and respecting each other's instrument and understand it is the coming together that creates the harmony. That's beautifully said, beautifully said. And that was, as I was saying, that was the reason for that teacher. Mm -hmm. I was ready to open my heart. Yeah. And that first opening of the heart came from the willingness to receive love in that moment. Mm -hmm. Receive love. To receive the love that this um, being who just happened to look like a guru from India. Yeah. <laughs> right? He was just, he was, the love was just disguised as that. But that first opening allowed me to hear the voice for the next pieces mm. because only the the heart just needs to crack a little to hear yeah. the voice yeah exactly yes. let that light in let that sound in right it, oh, it's like giving birth yes right and then yes. I'm, it's dilating slowly bit by bit until a rebirth <laughs> you're there <laughs> you don't want to dilate from one to ten all at once it's too much to take in so <laughs> yeah so the process is meant to be steady and slow because for you to be able to transition in balance and not at extreme because in this world there aren't the extremes are there no it is about the balance of maintaining a rhythm and mm -hmm. if if you have extremes you're out of sync and and those out of those out of sinks means you come back into the mind. Yeah. Pull back up. Yeah. You're operating from this system instead of this system. And you know what is this system all about? It's about doubt. It's about fear. misunderstanding. It's about assumption. It's about fear. It's about a, a sense of lack. Because yeah. that's what we're conditioned with all the time. But when you come from the heart. And you really truly have mercy in your heart and soul, you know you're enough. Mm -hmm. You know that you know you you will be guided to knowing what you need to know. And it's a whole totally different feeling of abundance, isn't it? Oh my goodness. You know what I found interesting? It the the cracking open came in in these different waves. And at first it was that feeling of abundance. And mm -hmm. Of, of joy and happiness and then and making a decision that I was happy. Yeah. That it, and then it would, it, as it evolved, that sense of love recently is, is not what my mind thought it was. Right. It's not about, oh, I love you and mm -hmm. hearts and, and, and roses and stars and, and tons of life. And kumbaya. <laughs> not that. Actually, there was a moment of a lot of pain mm -hmm. from the sadness, mm. from not only the disconnection from the spirit, 
but also the sadness of the one. Mm. You, you know, I began to feel everything. Yes. Everything. And then there was that up and down roller coaster ride of all those emotions and feelings of the collective. Yes. Of the one. Yes. And I had a teacher once say to me, she asked me um, if what I thought of Jesus. And I told I told her, and, and at the moment she said, you know, if you believe in Jesus, then you believe in God. So part of my journey was what do you really believe in? What is your source? Mm -hmm. I always knew it was God, but erasing that image yes. of that man with yeah. the beard, right? But the other thing she said is that Jesus gets weary too. And what that said to me is when I was going through that sadness and that connection and the feeling of the one, that's a lot. Yes, it is. It can be to, overwhelming to feel, mm -hmm. and it it and it created some depression, yeah, some weariness. Yes. Then I began to enter into a space where I was neutral. Mm -hmm. Being in the heart is neutral. There, there's um, there's not that high of love, mm -hmm. and there's not that low of sadness. You're in balance. Mm -hmm. You become in harmony. And for a human, there's no drama. Yeah. So now there was a period of, I'm kind of bored. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the soap opera? <laughs> the, where, the soap opera of my life. <laughs> yeah. And this is how we get pulled back into yeah. the mind. Yeah. Because life gets good, we start to feel good, and we're calm. And all we have to do is walk out our front door and talk to somebody. And the next thing we know, we get pulled back into the mind, the drama, the chaos, mm -hmm. the story of whatever, whatever we choose in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and then recognizing that you've gotten pulled out. And sometimes that can be a couple of days. Yes. Well, I mean, that goes the same with the news, doesn't it? And thing is, if you are really strong in your core strength, then that takes some time to get there. You know, you can, um, I'm, I'm an empath, I'm a kinesthetic person, I feel a great deal. And I had to very consciously put those uh, boundaries around me of, I can only feel at this particular energy hurts, anything lower than that really starts eating away at me and that is also the news you know the the hate for social media but I'm a firm believer that you know what you feed is what will grow and the algorithm of social media as it is with life is the more you feed the positivity more you feed the love the more you feed the harmony the more that is going to grow so if you find yourself caught up in that drama again which some people thrive in, you know, they're having way good a time in there to, the, to do any effort to come out and go into heart. Um, then you, you, you realize, okay, hang on, I'm literally around the wrong energy. 
and I need to remove myself from it, whoever it is. Whoever it is. Yeah. And that, that's where the journey of the heart sometimes can be lonely. Yeah. Because now, for me, it's about finding that frequency and finding yeah. those people that resonate with me at that frequency. Because tribe. <laughs> our tribe because yeah. what we have been trained from the mind to believe mm -hmm. is that that old saying misery loves company you have to yes. be miserable with them all right yes and that what i noticed is that all of my life i've known at the core of my being of my heart yeah. Yeah. that i'm a good person that yeah. i am good and this is what i feel has been suppressed by the journey of the mind mm. is the belief of their own goodness. Yes. And I have um, 10 grandchildren. Ah, I've only got one. Oh, <laughs> A new one, wait. one week old. <laughs> oh, and there's four of them that are the age of 10 and 11. And I've been watching this progression as they've been growing up of them disconnecting from their goodness. Yeah, it's sad that, isn't it? Yes, they get caught up in it, the whirlwind. Oh, no. And they're sad. Yes. They're very sad right now at this age. Yes. So the beautiful thing is, is I resonate with the kids. They're at my frequency, mm -hmm. right? They're at my frequency of joy and happiness and love and innocence. That's the heart, mm. that innocence. And that is what we've lost yeah. in the journey of the mind. You know, with our children that go into teenage years, we, you know, but they used to be such a happy child. I don't know why, you know, they're, they're like this now. And it is because they do lose that wonderful connection to their divine source. Um, they, they get caught up in, in the expectation, the popularity, the, the must live up to. And if we could teach them right from the word go, that is a facade. That is an illusion. That is going to take you down the rabbit hole of which is going to be a big struggle coming back again. Don't go down there. Mm -hmm. oh. I talk to them in little increments. Yeah. And um, I live um, in the foothills of the Sierra Nevadas on um, a family, my husband's family ranch, which is a 600 acre ranch. Nice. And the grandkids come here. Nice. To, rec to recreate. But what I take them, I take them out into nature. Yes. That's teacher. That's teacher. Yes. And the kids love to come and do art projects. Mm -hmm. Well, my house is only so big for these art projects. Right. So I've created there's an area in the ranch that is, an, I call it the enchanted forest. Mm. The forest is old and there's moss and there's uh, uh, ferns growing. And I, oh, since the children were little, we have the fairy tree. Mm -hmm. So all of their art projects are hung on the fairy tree. Beautiful. And they get to go and stay in that imagination. Yeah which is our biggest tool to journey in the heart. 
let's stop there for a moment because I really want us to really dive more deeper into that. The mm. creativity, the possibilities and the dimensional travel of a child is absolutely wondrous. And then we beat it out of them. It's time for you to grow up. Time for you to take responsibility. Time for you to buckle down. And it, we don't realize what harm we're doing to society with with those time twos. The more we keep feeding that imagination, that creativity, that connection to, to planet, to the cosmos, to the possibilities, the more that is going to grow with them and the creation of who and what they will be and what they will bring will be extraordinary. We're doing a disservice to them by demanding that they now conform. Conform to what? Let's look at society. It's dysfunctional. I haven't interviewed anybody that hasn't gone through a whole pile of shoot and having to find a rebirth and a rediscovery of themselves because they adhered to the conditions and the should-haves. If we bring our children out to say, hey, should-have, bye. What am I doing from my core self that feels right, that I know is right, not only for me, but for whom I serve? We bring them up in that service, not servitude, but service to one another, to planet, to the cosmos, we are going to have such an extraordinary world. It, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful world you described because that's, that's the time that we're in is our ability to create whatever world we want yes because the external world that we've been trained to believe is true is not true that's the illusion <sighs> fake tv <laughs> fake t I, I i always share this in as as i have had my rebirth and each time we rebirth we're entering into a different level of consciousness yes and entering into another dimension within ourselves. Mm. And each one of those dimensions requires an attunement to the physical body to acclimate to this higher level of consciousness. So for me, sometimes I lose my vision for, yeah. for days at a time. When, I, when people ask me to describe this, I ask them if you've ever been to Disneyland, to California land, there's one fake street that you walk on mm. that actually puts up a fake sky. Mm. And you can feel that it's fake because you're walking towards it and it's stationary. It's not moving. Right. That's what it's like when we start to enter different levels of consciousness. What we believed was true stays stationary and you begin to see through it. Yes. And you begin to see that the, the, the light of your true nature now, if we, if we look at the sky, then that's the truth. Right. Well, I mean, life is meant to be in flow. If it's not moving, you know, if the energy isn't moving around it, if it's, if, if it's literally not breathing, if it's not 
in flow, it's not real. Stagnation is, you know, a ferment that leads us down into a sewage. You know, we we need the flow of life. We need the constant movement. The sky is is a great indicator of that. You know, the clouds constantly moving, the breeze shivering of the leaves, um, the water constantly lapping against the shore. You know, the earth vibrating beneath our feet. Everything is constantly moving and so is the blood and the oxygen and everything in our body. And so should our minds be. Stagnancy is a killer. Uh, yes. And, and, you know, as, as the heart opens mm. more and more, there is a place where there is no thought. Isn't it lovely? Believe <laughs> it or not. Yes. And, it's, and sure, the practices of all those practices of meditation and, and clearing my energy field, all of those things contributed. Yeah. But they also created an illusion. Mm -hmm. Because the self is meant to activate when it's meant to activate. Mm -hmm. it's, it's already there. Yeah. Just a and switch. <laughs> It's just a matter of, is it the meeting of the right person? Is mm -hmm. it the right trauma? Is it the, the particular event that will finally ignite mm -hmm. the uh, ignition of the DNA in your cells that are already meant to arrive at a certain point at a certain point? Yeah. And I think a lot of times I willed it mm -hmm. from the mind to be so. You know, the mind is, um, it, it's, it's our database, it's our computer, but it, but it is our receiver. And, you know, it's a two-way street with our heart and soul. The mind needs to open up in permission for the heart and soul to be ignited. And the heart and soul will speak to the mind and ask it to open up to receive. So, you know, when you get an idea, where did this idea come from? You know, is it from the mind? Is it from all the data that you've been given? Or is it the heart and soul that's been giving you the knowledge? And the thing is, it's a combination of both. The heart and soul has ignited this idea, but the intellect and the knowledge of the mind has understood what that, that image is, that gift is. And it understands now what to do with it. We're not telling people to be mindless. No. We're telling people to be mindful by incorporating the intellect of the heart, soul, and spirit, because now you're functioning on all four cylinders. Yes. And the and body knows how to respond, right? And the body and the body is an, yes. an intricate piece to yes. that. Because my journey um, because of the amount of wonderful experiences and i'm i'm exaggerating here uh, <laughs> my wonderful. Uh, the wonderful experiences that i so chose my soul chose mm -hmm. um over activated yeah my nervous system in my body and i think for me that kept the mind busy mm. and really before the heart could respond, mm. the rest of my body had to trust. 
yeah. had to begin to relax so that my mind could begin to relax enough to allow the heart space to open for this union to begin. Nothing happens when everything's clenched. Nope. When the mind shut down, the body is like this, the heart is, is concaved. Uh, you know, this is where... <sighs> Take a breath. Loosen the, soul, uh, the shoulders. Let everything in your body just <sighs> calm down. You can't think straight. You can't feel straight. You can't hear straight. If, you, if everything about you is tense, and our body's reaction like this is generally one of, I don't know what to do. I'm panicked. I'm fearful. Uh, I don't, you know, where's the knowledge? Well, the knowledge is right there. Just oh, relax. It's all there, but it's not going to come to you when you close the doors with clenched fists and a clenched body. It's so it really, you know, to, to relate this to what people are probably experiencing right now because there's an urgency yeah there has been i feel like it's exciting somewhat yes. extremely <laughs> but that for me recognizing the tension mm -hmm. in my own physical body and i usually feel it in my jaw is there's a shift coming yes and you're resisting it yeah and that's my body's way of telling me, ah, yes. to breathe, yes. to breathe. But when we are in the heart space, what's interesting, there is no breath. The heart has a rhythm, right? And the breath follows it. Yes. That's the yes. thing. As the heart is beating, our rhythm of our breath goes with it. You know, mm -hmm. when we're in doubt and in fear, we clench and our brain gets into panic and the jaw tightens up. <laughs> interesting, mm -hmm. interesting enough, a fact actually to do with COVID, so many people have ended up with jaw problems because they've been clenching their jaw, you know, gritting, bearing it and going through everything. And they didn't realize that, you know, the, the jaws have been clenched and it's caused headaches and it's caused all sorts of things and grinding of teeth. And a lot of people are just going through that. I, I, I admit there was a phase I was like that. I'm like, Okay, all right, do some exercises, loosen up that jaw. <laughs> right. Going back to what you were saying in the beginning, aware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and what I have, the experiences for me with, has been with the jaw is it's, it's an indicator that something's ready to shift. Mm -hmm. Ready to shift some sheds more of the, the energy that you've been carrying around on a cellular level in your physical body. Yeah. which also brings on the the emotions and the feeling the heart's the feeler yes now you open that heart up and your responsibility with an open heart is to feel yes you begin to navigate the world by feeling you know and the feelings show up in different parts of the body i think for everyone it, it's, it's probably different, different. yeah and noticing, uh, for me, when I notice the shift of the energy physically, uh, there will be a pulling in the lower belly mm. and energy begins to rise and yes. rise and there's a heat. And then there might be uh, a image 
of an experience. There might not be. These emotions are just energy that will yeah. not keep moving. Yeah, that they need to be spent. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of an athlete that, you know, they're about to run and you notice that their body at the, at the line is kind of the tensed and the focus, right? Mm -hmm. And then just before that gun, right? So it's, we're there, we're at that, we know there's change coming. We know there's another energy shift and it's going to escalate quite considerably. Uh, and we know that it's, it's all in process and it, it, our bodies are in anticipation, but we can't receive it and we can't go with it until we relax and allow. Receiving. A big one, isn't that? Receiving. <laughs> it's not what we think either. No. You think of receiving as opening up the crown and yep. letting the energy flow. And no, like the receiving is more about allowing. Yes. It's a, it's a. No dictatorship, a, no ordering, no, just allow. Mm -hmm. Just allow. And the energy moves in whatever way it wants to move. And it has a purpose. It has a purpose. Yes. And guess what? I don't know what that purpose is. It will be revealed. And when the heart is open, now you're the conduit. Yes. You're the conduit and to allow the energy to flow freely through you from your source. And, and we, we talk about, you know, coming into the heart is coming into your own universe, coming into your own world, your own creations. That's the creation. And the, and the mist, the mind creates this illusion. Well, I'm going to have this kind of life. Mm -hmm. And it's not that. Now you're living in this inner world where there is darkness. Mm -hmm. and, and part of that first book of, of poetry of Illuminate was about the relationship with the darkness. Mm -hmm. Because without that, there is no light. I went through a good many years in my life where I retreated into the darkness. And it, and it was running away from the pain, the external pain, the internal pain. Um, the transitional pain and I could see the light and I wasn't ready to go back out into it. Um, I wasn't necessarily afraid of it, but at the same time, it was suppressing me. I came out into the light, kind of feeling shadows chasing me and a little blinded at first. And the more I allowed myself that light and the shadows diminished, I happily go into the darkness now without any fear for I realize I am the light. light yes it, that's well said uh, because part of the journey is to be with the shadow with yes the that's that's part of the journey and that's the contouring of a picture isn't it yes right it's yes. the kind of that's what kind of makes it the 3d effect is all that shadowing and that shading and everything else right uh, yep and there can be no light. Mm -hmm. See the light without the contrast of mm -hmm. the darkness. Exactly. And this is the part I think that the mind has made the meaning that if you are the darkness, then you are the badness that goes with the darkness. 
But why does darkness always have to be bad? Whose perception is that? I love going into the darkness. It's a peaceful place to be. I travel up into the universe and I am amongst everything and nothing in stillness and silence and and beingness. We give darkness such a bad rap because in the fear of the darkness, this is where the myth of the darkness and all the supernatural. Yeah, yes, there are supernatural things. I've experienced them. I've experienced darkness. That darkness wasn't the place of darkness. It was the darkness um, that I opened up to within my own heart and soul. I'm, I went into the lower vibrations and not into the higher vibrations. But let's, you just stop giving darkness a bad rap. It's a wonderful place to be. It's very peaceful. <laughs> and that's what it's like when you enter into the heart. Yes. There's only space. And there's only darkness. Yeah. And I can remember, um, you know, like the, a womb. Lot of, like the womb, like the womb, right? Yes. And I can remember the misconception of the mind was, oh, you go sit in these yoga classes and they tell you, focus on the light, focus on the light. And I'm like, there is no light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I thought I was missing something. Mm. Yet the heart was already open. Yes. But my perception of the relationship with it was that it of that meant that there was nothing home. Well, mm. there wasn't, but not mm. in the, in the. As we discover coming into the heart, there's that space, and it's quiet, and you float. It's like a big deep breath. It's an <sighs> exhale. It's just <sighs> nothing's worrying you there. And I think I, you. <laughs> I think I say this because I think that's part of uh, what had, at least it's what happened for me, is when you start entering into that space, you're going, oh. but I've been living in this my whole life. Yes. You, you literally grew in that darkness. <laughs> tells us that yeah. we were never disconnected. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unless we disconnected ourselves or we, we didn't disconnect, we shut off. It was a valve that we shut off within us. And it was constantly knocking to come out, to be the yin yang of us. And in our own fear, which a lot of it is, you know, the societal teachings of the darkness, you go into the darkness, it's going to be the place where the boogeyman will get you. And, <laughs> you know, we've been conditioned with that that you know we're, we're afraid of something that we were born out of darkness into the light mm-hmm. right and it's like okay let's rephrase it let's relook at it and as the sensitive empathic one we've known this all along we have but the head wouldn't allow us to know it. the head wouldn't allow and i have had memories of distinct memories of uh, even being three years old mm-hmm. and watching the light dissipate because the conditioning of the mind was already beginning to happen mm-hmm. at, an, at, at that early of an age. Yes. I had a wonderful gentleman on yesterday um, who is a psychic and he has been all his life and basically, you know, from from the age of nine 
you know, he's just been a reader. He's just been able to see and he decided to give me a little mini reading afterwards and uh, which was wonderful um, long time since I've been read for. And I was a very sickly child. And so my world was um, a lot, a lot of alone time. You know, I got my meals, but other than that, I was on my own and it could be very, very lonely. And of course the imagination came in, but for me, that's when I opened up to the dimensional traveling. Mm -hmm. And and he, you know, he said, you had to go through that to understand um, the loneliness versus, versus the aloneness, but also to be able to travel, you know, play with dead people, go into different dimensions, all very, very normal for me. Um, although I had absolutely no understanding that I was doing, you know, it was just, just doing it. I'm a child. Right. Uh, and that, that was what prepared me, you know, opened up my soul and heart in this lifetime, which healed past lifetimes and allowed me to do the work I'm doing today. Sometimes those dark spaces that we quote, quote, go into those areas where we feel trapped, they're there to teach us a, the process of going through it, but also, um, to redirect us into a direction that we really do need to go with. And so, you know, our minds want to fight it. Yes, but if I just think positive, this is going to change. Or if I just do this and uh, it's like depression, don't tell someone to snap out of it, right? There is something beyond the mind that is going on. Depression isn't just a mind disease. Um, it is a, a, a dysfunction of connection. But very often it is, is it's a reconnection in that dysfunction, high glass yeah. room, chaotic, right? In order to come out into clarity. So it was a gift for me to go through that. Though as a child, I felt loneliness, mm -hmm. right? And as an adult, as a human, I went through, but I was so alone at that time. Um, but as more of a immersed into the heart and space, I realized how much I love my alone time. I'm not lonely anymore. I'm not lonely anymore at all because I am never alone. I've gone back into that childhood of understanding that you're always connected to something. So we get our gifts in different ways, right? We get our knowledge in different ways. We do, we do. And, and I recognize that uh, part of my journey was to be able to face the truth of that dark yeah and one of the hardest truths was is some of those perceived notions of what darkness is was me yes yeah then that was um probably the last big push i had during this the uh, support of the energies that we've had for the last three months mm -hmm. was to really go there and see that it's all been me. Yeah. Yeah. The and, tuning and, in. Yeah. The tune, you know, all of it. Yeah. Because we play the role of every experience we have and yeah. every individual in that experience is, is us. And as I have been facing these last fragments of my own shadows, mm -hmm. um, and I write about a lot of these experiences in my book, um, and the, where that identification came from and the forgiveness, uh, the, the interesting forgiveness between the heart and the soul 
It was an interesting dialogue you, uh, of watching the soul ask for forgiveness from the spirit mm. and the spirit asking for forgiveness from the soul. Mm. And, and back and forth they went. And the, the emotional roller coaster of understanding that, this, that the spirit was apologizing for asking the soul to have those experiences. Yeah. And yeah. the soul asking for forgiveness for disconnecting through from spirit to have those experiences. Yeah. All happening inside of the heart. Yeah. Experiences is what we're here for. That's it. We, we, you know, everything is an experience, whether it's positive or a negative one. A negative one has just as much as importance as a positive one. You know, we say that emotions are an indication of, of what we're going through, of that experience. It is for you to understand why that emotion has come out, what experience you're going through that is making you feel that way, so you can go through it, experience the experience, spend the experience. Don't get stuck in it. Don't become emotional about it because that's when we go to trauma, drama. Yep. And that's when we go to fear and ego and, and everything else. And it's like um, you can't get through life without things happening that are going to scare you or are going to stop you in your tracks or are going to flatten you where you have to redirect. But they all are there for a reason. Mm -hmm. and when you said that I about um, scare you, uh, I I had to laugh because I uh, I love riding motorcycles, <laughs> and I have a dirt bike and I have a street bike, and one of the things is scaring myself. Little adrenaline rush. That little <laughs> rush, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I had one of those experiences that lasted a lifetime. It literally, it was, it was pebbles away from death. Uh, and and after that experience, it was okay. I've had my bike experience now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's. Uh... It's a fine line to find, like anything, that balance of well, where. I mean, that, that is the thing. That's probably why you love it so much. It is about if you're out of balance, you're going to topple over. Yep. Right. So it is the adrenaline and rush and the excitement, but at the same time, it's a challenge of your balance. And, and the focus mm -hmm. um, when you're operating a piece of machinery like that. Yeah. The, the mind gets to drive the machine. Yes. Then you get to have this really wonderful dialogue mm. spirit. Yeah. Your consciousness. Yeah. And uh, so many things are discovered for me in riding on the motorcycle because mm -hmm. my mind is doing this. And you yeah. have to focus. You have to stay deeply focused. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like that when I go for a drive. Yes. You know, it's the, the, the mind already knows what it needs to do. It's had all the training. It's been driving for a long time. You know, the, the instincts are there to respond to whatever happens. And I can just let the spirit fly. 
and just you know enjoy what it wants to enjoy very often out will come a song yeah not the radio me you know and it's like well this is interesting as i'm singing it (laughs) (laughs) and and it's just an expression of setting yourself free right Mm -hmm. it's it's who cares if somebody's driving next to you and watching you singing your heart out you know Uh generally what they do is smile um and it might be invite them to start singing themselves you know it's stop worrying about what other people are thinking about you just experience the experience and that's the beauty of being in the heart yeah because now you're in your own world Mm -hmm. and what i'm beginning to notice is that you can go out into the external world in your world yeah and you are literally invisible to most people yeah yeah you're going to hit people that are on the same wavelength, that are on the same frequency, then the same vibe as you. You know, those are the people that will see you, that will hear you. That matter. That matter. You will also get, and I will be honest with this, the piranhas that want your energy, yes. that try and attach to it. And if you're up, at a, this is something I had to learn the hard way. I resonate now at a certain frequency. They try, but they're hitting the bottom and they're not going to go any further. Before I was, I would go down to try and reach them. And what they would do is just pull me down with them. Right. Now it is, I'm here to help you rise up, but you've got to meet me. Otherwise we can't connect. We can't. Mm -hmm. And what you, what I was really, you know, tuning into there is, you're, you are absolutely correct when we go out into the world and we are we stay in our heart center. Yeah. That is, um, that deflects all lower frequencies. Exactly. But it, it also invites all people. Of- oh, I know. Isn't it wonderful the people you get to meet just randomly because the heart connection is there? <laughs> That's where life becomes spontaneous. And exciting. And very exciting. But but to to be in your heart space and go out in the world, you can see both worlds at one time. Yeah. That is very interesting. Yeah. I have learned more and feel more and I'm more at home and more centered with my core at going the slower pace and just living life inch by inch where I used to have to run and chase the yards, you know, and now it's, it's, uh, uh, don't give me the highway unless it's beautiful and, you know, I can sing (laughs) and let my body just, you know, go. But those windy roads, those back roads of life, you know, the, those are wonderful journeys. You know, when I look back to when I did a great deal of traveling and I love traveling on my own, um, I would get to meet people and be invited into their homes and experience their lives. And that's what the traveling was about for me. You know, yes, I saw some tourist destinations, but it was about the people. And if you're open to receiving those people because your heart is there and with their hearts, they invite you in. It is just so exciting you know, to explore their world. Um, 
and I, I loved that experience that I did and I wish I could do more of it now but it is it's again that just being willing that willing to experience and explore and have a wonderment about you you know get out ahead don't let the head dictate one you know now I should be here and I should be doing this and I got to meet those people I got to die I have met more people more beautiful 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 people just by being and somebody comes and sits next to you at the park bench mm-hmm. right and you strike a conversation and it might be just for a moment or it might be something that leads to something but it's all significant because I allowed and I was willing to immerse myself into that energy and it's so much more fulfilling and it's so I'm using an abundant of universal energy but you're never tired from that energy no it, it's just like I'm vibrating at a warm glow. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I agree with you is that uh, I only want to do one thing at a time. Yeah. Yeah, Multi- immerse yourself into it. Yeah, multitasking. Is, yeah. Uh, there's no need for it. Right. We've been there. We've done that. We know, you know. You know, the emphasis was on the multitasking and you've got to have this experience and you've got to rush to the next one. And, you know, you're writing your book right now and you go back into hindsight and look how much I missed because I was in such a rush to get through life. Yeah. And I can see that. Yeah. And then in writing this book, um, I started it in December and here it is March and I'm almost done because Mm. it's one thing at a time. Yes. That's my focus right yes. now is to finish that and then the universe will let me know the next it's interesting because you know i've been told to write a book and being told there's books in me that need to come out and and it was always well i'll write from this perspective and i'll write from that one and then it's like but sorry you're already writing it every week i do a show I write a blog and do a show around it or i do a show and write the blog it's my perception of what's going on in life the chapters are already there. Yeah. And so all it all I need to do is just put them together in some form of order and choose a few chapters out of 350 shows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I you know I I found I know I didn't I didn't want to write it from you know this is my life or rather that this is my perception of life my observation of life my own self discovery. Mm-hmm. Um because I've already spent that part of my life. I've let it go already. And so, you know, it's now more the observations and what helped me in my own self-discovery and helped me be the person that I am today. So that's the book for me. Yep. And um, when I write this, as I'm writing this book, it is more about what I have learned. Yes, these are the teachings from those experiences um and i've had uh, been gifted with a a array of experiences Mm -hmm. which allows me to relate to a lot of people um from these experiences but the the teaching the mirroring from from these experiences Mm -hmm. because uh i believe we we are the creator and we are the one and we create these people so that we can see ourselves see ourselves and share ourselves 
see and share. Yeah. Uh, and is the book just writing itself? Do you find it just uh, coming right out? You're not thinking it's just coming? It just comes. Yeah. And then they you read after it and go, oh, really? <laughs> I, I write with pen and paper because that's the way it flows from spirit is through the pen and paper. And when I go back and transcribe it into a Word document, that's when I start to go, wow. Yeah. You know, what I, this is what is the truth. And um, I can sit down and write a chapter in two hours. And mm -hmm. it can be somewhere between seven and 10,000 words. That's how quick it comes. Yeah. Yeah. And the one thing interesting for me, because I'm dyslectic and writing was, so it was very frustrating for me because it would be come out in the wrong order. And when I first got a computer at the age of 46 and I started writing my articles and I could correct it, that is actually truly when my expression really came out because the frustration wasn't in the way. Uh, and so in it is, yes, it, you know, I know an awful lot of people say the hand to paper is the way to do it. Not for me. So if it's not for you, it may be your voice is the, is the writing and you'll transcribe it or the writing becomes your voice. And it, it doesn't matter. There isn't a wrong or right way. It's just a way. Do it. Express yourself. You know, get it out there in some form or other. And the spirit wants to express. Yes. The spirit wants to be expressed. And that has been deconditioned out of us also from living in the mind and that self-expression, um, it surprises me what mm. comes out. You don't need permission anymore. You just didn't flow. But you know, when you're only in the mind, you're constantly seeking permission. It's like, well, if I say this or react this way, how will it be perceived? Right. You know, you become a prisoner, a prisoner of those expectations of that dictation. And that's where the confusion comes in. And this is why people escape to to alternative meditation and 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 self-destruction and everything else, because they've lost that ability to, to express themselves um, because they've been suppressed. And it is facing that suppression and saying, no, I will no longer be silent. And I have no idea what's coming out. It could be literally gobbledygook until it, it becomes words of clarity. And if that's okay. I, I'll do that sometimes when I'm, when I'm doing a, uh, a spot because I'll just, you know, put on the thing and do a spot. And, and uh, the words are getting jumbled over each other. You know, they're being dyslexic. So I'll just go into it. And I don't know what I'm saying. I know it's galactic speak, but it, it just, whew, it lets that out. I've said something in some form of universal language. And, and, and now whew, everything's fallen into place and I can speak. So don't look for the articulation of your words to come out all profoundly. It doesn't matter if it's gibberish and it will form a rhythm where the clarity and the words will come. Yes, yes that's very true. It will come when it's ready to come. Yeah. And uh, that's like, like anything in our life. Yeah. It's all going to come in due time. And what I have learned the most, I'm, I'm probably one of the most impatient people there is. I used to be. <laughs> what? Well, yeah. I, and even now that's being um, taught to me yes. in writing this book mm -hmm. and, and also taught in um, when it's time for me to step out again. And I want to thank you so much for 
connecting and bringing this opportunity because I don't think you realize. I haven't I haven't spoken publicly um, since last July. I went into my process and my relationship with social media shifted, mm -hmm. um, and I felt this retreat inward. Mm -hmm. But I also was feeling over the and, and this is this is my own spirit speaking to me. Yeah, it's time. Yes. And the mind was going, but, 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 what are we going to talk about? You sit on your butt. That's the and, only thing a butt is good for. for. And I'm sitting and that's, and, and that's exactly what uh, the presence of the heart is. We've done all the work. Yeah. It's done. Yes. Take, really, open up those it, wings now. <laughs> uh, really, if I just want to sit here on my butt from here right. on out, that's probably the most important thing I can do. Yeah. But there's a desire to express. So when when we, you and I got called together for this, mm -hmm. it was, oh, what's the topic going to be? Mm -hmm. It was perfect for me, yes. right? So yeah, no, no, it's a perfect topic. You know, you just basically sent me a line. I know, yeah, that's it, you know. And we refer to it and we talk about it in so many shows. But today was was more the poignancy of literally the ABCs of it. Um, and how important it is, you know, to use your mind in, a, in conjunction with your heart and soul, that on its own, it is never going to serve you. It has to be ignited with the heart and soul in order for you to understand your wisdom, understand your truth, and understand what's relevant. Because, you know, this is all the skills and the tools are up here. But if you don't have the wisdom, you don't know how to use it properly. And you know, that's when you get running around with the I oh, should I, I would I, I will, da, 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 and, and become susceptible to that conditioning of society. But mm -hmm. I like everyone just please step back and look at society and tell me how functional it is. Right. Is yeah. it working for you? And if the answer is a slight no, <laughs> it's time. To to open up the heart, <laughs> ignite that heart and soul, <laughs> get proactive. <laughs> like my 10 year old grandson said, he said, grandma, I don't fit in. Mm. Don't fit in. You're not meant I to. Don't. Yeah. And I, and I said, he, and, and he somewhat gets in, bullied. Because he has a kind heart. Yeah. And he cares about other people. Yeah. And he gets made fun of. Mm -hmm. And I told him that you have a big heart. And sometimes that makes people feel uncomfortable. Because that's where God is doing his work. Yeah. He's shining through you. And the light, what I've noticed about my own gift of the light, it is, is it shines the light on the non-truth. Yeah. Yeah. And when I say non-truth, I mean, it's going to shine the light on the lie that you're telling yourself. That's one of the first things I ever say to people when I'm counseling is you've been lying to yourself all this time. Don't beat yourself up. You didn't know anything else. But now you know you've been lying to yourself. Don't you want your truth? 
And the truth isn't that you are wrong, not enough. You did it wrong because yep. there is no right or wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's, you, it's just the way. We all have choices. Yes. And there's not consequences to those choices. Those choices create a journey. You just decided to take the side road. Right. Right. Or, you know, foot, foot to the pedal on the highway, missing all of the cues along the way. Yep. Right. And, and oh, gosh, I've got to turn around and go back. <laughs> Do it all over again. <laughs> right. So, you know, or so you get that flat tire and it's like, oh, frustration, flat tire. No, no, no. It was just telling you to pause. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's the, you know, we don't pause enough. We, you know, don't just, we see a lot of older people sitting on the benches by the water or in the park and if you stop to have a conversation with them it is so profound and you know we think uh, you know they're just old they're slow they can't do much no they appreciate the moment the gift of the present they're taking everything in in that gratitude in that memory and 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 in the delight of the now and we could learn so much from them if we decided just to sit next to them and start a conversation. In the moment, in the presence. Yes. In being in the heart. Yes. It's the only place you can be present. The only place. There's no other option. Um, and, you know, you take that heart presence in everything you do. You can still do social media and do everything else, but you do it from that place of heart and you will, the algorithm will change considerably. You will invite other hearts and you will find your heart tribe and you will find that the conversations and the interactions that you're having are so much more profound and that there is a community. I don't know how many times I've called on my community for prayers for various members of the family, recently my daughter giving birth. And it's just been wonderful how many people have stepped up. I'm praying or I'm, I'm sending my love and blessings. And, and every single one of those, even if it only took a moment, is an energy that is being shared. And I know firsthand the difference that that makes. So, yes, we're in a, we're in a cyber world nowadays. And it's not evil. It's like money. Money can do so much good, but it also could do so much bad. It all depends on whose minds it in, whose hands it's in. So it's the same with the social media. It's the same with if you're zooming someone instead of sitting and having a coffee next to them. You know, it is all about where's that heart energy signature? Where's the pure intent of your conversation, of, of what you're doing? So it makes such a difference, doesn't it? It makes such a difference in when you're talking about using the heart when we present ourselves on social media i think it uh, the truth can even be seen more clearly we hope that you enjoyed the show you will hear many many shows here on selfdiscoverymedia.com we have new shows for you out every week just find them on our podcast or, or what's new If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at self 
www.discoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.